We're here on the k Podcast. Ken Brown from WGI Radio, Michael Hare, DetroitLions.com, as we talk Lions football week two in the books. Michael Hare, hello. Hello, Ken Brown. It's a little different Monday, isn't Victory it? Victory Monday. Victory yep. Monday for reporters and then for, for media also, as well as the players, because uh, it always is a better day when there's a victory. Isn't that right, Mike? Yeah, especially early in the season, Kenny. You know, and I, I look, I want to put everything or too much onto winning one game, but it really stops a lot. It takes a lot of weight off the off the team and the players and the coaches and the franchise to get a win early because you don't want to get into that, you know, zero and three, zero and four, whatever. And are they going to go? You know, are they play, you know tank for for draft picks and all that other stuff? All that's out of the way now. Let's play football. You know, I'm, I'm glad you said that because. Before this game, this was a must-win, a lot of people said, a must-win, which it wasn't. But what you say also is true. You want to get off that zero as fast as possible because even if you're 1-5, 0-2 oh sounds worse. As stupid as that it sounds, think about it. Not oh, having absolutely. a victory always sounds you. worse than even teams with a victory. And you want to get off that. I'm going to tell you right now. I guarantee, and let me repeat it, as, as the honest Hank from a colonial furniture market used to say in Detroit, I guarantee that if the Lions would have beat Baltimore last year, they would have won way more than that would have been four wins. They would have won way more than four wins. That Baltimore game where they went 0-3, I believe, instead of 1-2, that changed the whole season. No, I, 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 you know, I wouldn't disagree with it. I, I, I don't want to, like I said, I want to put too much on, on one win, but I, I can see that. You know, let's let's go back like 21 years or whatever it was when the Lions start out 0 and 12. Carolina won its opening game and lost the next 15, and nobody did. You know, they, it's like it didn't exist. Right. But all the focus was on the Lions being 0 and 7, 0 and 8, 0 and 10, 0 and 12 before they finally won a game. While the other team was was one and thirteen or whatever they it was. won fifteen in a row, lost but, fifteen but in a, a row. Game. Right, but yeah. they won the first yeah. one. Was but that the Johnny the Morton game. year when they won the last two games? Oh yeah, he year? went on the yeah he went on the yeah and tonight show, tonight show. Right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they yeah. beat Dallas and they beat uh I forgot the team they lost they I beat was Minnesota but, I think. yeah but they beat Dallas the last game of the year but the last they, game yeah, of the season Quincy right. Carter was a quarter I, I remember was, that like it was yesterday that was two thousand and one and they would have played they would have played. Dallas in the second game of the season and beating them then. Right. Except that was the, that was nine eleven changed because of nine eleven. Exactly. exactly. That's right. That was the week that uh, they had to make up. Um, oh, don't bring me back to that. Let's let's keep it on good thoughts. Sure. Absolutely. A couple of things. Yesterday's victory over uh, Washington, and I know, and I get this. I I get the 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 vitriol of fans or the skepticism of fans, whatever you want to call it. Washington is not a bad team. I, no, I they're, they're not a bad they're, team. They're not a great team, but they're not a bad team. It's not like no, you played a, another team that was at you know zero and a fifteen or whatever team. To me, they're 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 in the same league as the Lions right now. At this point, they just you played better yesterday. Right? No, they're one of those teams that's going to be you know somewhere between seven and ten and nine and eight somewhere in there. How uh, they're playing in, in a in a division that's one of the weaker ones in the league, probably sort of similar to what people look at at the Detroit Lions right now. Although I'm sure with with the Packers winning last night, or, or yeah, last night, teams might look at the division a little bit a little bit differently. Uh, that, that's just sort of the way it goes. No 
great team I have seen yet in this league this year. So I'm telling you right now, it, it's, this is a wide open year to me. I haven't seen, and I know it's only one way, maybe with the exception. And I have to see them play the, uh, Monday night if you're getting this on Monday. Buffalo. That may be the only team I can <sighs> say is head and tails above anything I've seen the first two weeks. I think it's a wide open league this year. I think it's a wide-open league, a lot of that because teams in certain divisions like the NFC West are going to knock each other off. But I agree with you about Buffalo. I was going to interrupt and and and, and <laughs> get my Buffalo pitch in there, but I agree with you. That's a really, really good team. But, look, I, look, I thought they were a good team at the end of the last season. They didn't handle uh, the strategy too well in the playoffs, and that's why they were out. They should have been in the Super Bowl. They weren't. If they were and in the so Super Bowl it, last year, they beat the Rams. Because of, uh, not, Cincinnati was an average that. team to me, and they they were one play away from winning that Super Bowl. Cincinnati was well, Cincinnati was ten and seven in the regular season. They're zero and two today. Right. They're zero and two right now. But they got on the Same roll team. at the right time. See, that's right. what I was trying to tell you about Lions and anything else. You get on the roll at the right time, you go because, like you said, Cincinnati should have never beat Kansas City last year, and Buffalo should have beat Kansas City. I mean, it's just that you see these things happening. I'm right about that, right? Cincinnati lost to Kansas. I mean, beat right. Kansas. No, right. yeah, right, okay. right. So but, yeah, look, that's got nothing to do with the Lions and and and, and Washington and all that. It's just no. Nah, we just spitballing football. That's no, what we do. No, that's what we do on this podcast. We spitball football. Okay. We can we can deviate any time we want because it's our podcast. I used to throw spitballs in school. That's why I, got, I, got, I spent an awful lot of time standing in the corner. That's why it's just still a seat over at Persian High with your name on it right now, the desk. I was 17 years old and nobody knew I could read it. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been right. But, uh, yeah, so just the, back to the basis of what we were talking about. There's, there's no great team now. So there's there are good teams. And we're, I'll get to it in a little while, but I just want to know, where are the Lions now? And where, how far do you think they can go this year? And this is without any major moves or major injuries. I'm just saying. Well, I think this. Well, they've already, look, major, no, major moves, major injuries. They've already had three major injuries. They're looking at their offensive line. I don't look. I don't think we appreciate what they did yesterday with their entire interior of their offensive line out. They played three guys who are non. Well, I can't say non-starters because Evan Brown at center for Frank Ragnow started. Uh, was it 12 games or 13 games last year? started a lot last year, yeah. Yeah, it was either 13 or it was 12. But he's still a not. He wasn't a starter, a projected starter. No, he wasn't a starter, but you know what? He, he, he is. He's a National Football League, you know, starting center now. And the Lions are lucky to have him for this year and maybe one more, I think. I think he's still – I still think they'll have his rights for another year. I mean, what a break to have him. And, look, they developed him last year. And a lot of the credit goes to Hank Fraley, the, the, uh, the uh, offensive line coach. Look – one of the things he said well, when we, he talked to the media, I think it was last Thursday, when he talked to those guys who were going to have to play, I've been in your shoes. That's how he got started in the league, undrafted free agent. I think he spent a year on the practice squad, got a chance to start, and you know what? He was a 10-year starter in the National Football League and a doggone good one. And he went into coaching. It looks, look, I, the development of those young players has been really remarkable. Yeah, but it's also the rule of the ends to me, and I'm going to tell you what this is. If you're solid at your tackles, if you're solid, I'm going to repeat this for the back of the room. If you're solid at your tackles, it's easier to replace guys on the inside for a game than it is to find two tackles. Now, say two, the, both tackles were out and your inside was secure with starters. 
you would have had a more difficult time today. Once you once the quarterback is secure on that seal on both sides, you can you can do a lot of things. You can scheme a lot of ways. You can plug guys up. You can get guys to move inside tackles the guard. It's much easier trying to find a, a guy on the end because when you're on that end, you're you're by yourself. No, I, I wouldn't disagree with, with that, Kenny. Except for one thing, you're talking about two guys, uh, uh, Skipper and and uh, Stenberg, who hadn't played football yeah. in the National Football League. That was Stenberg just started two games, his first two starts. Dan Skipper, who everybody loves the guy, he had never started a game in the National Football League. I think he had played been active for ten games in six years. And had never started a game, but you know what? He wouldn't give up. No, there was a guy who was obsessed with playing until he finally got his opportunity. And what a cool thing it was to me! I don't know if you agree with this or not, but when Dan Campbell, the head coach, was breaking down the team in the locker room after the game, the guy he singled out was Dan Skipper. I thought that was really no, really. really. Cool. He sent him up to the podium first in the pre in the post game. He did he did the right thing. I thought that was great. Well, like I said, I'm happy for him because of that last hard knocks man. I was about to put a welfare check out on him to see how he was. The way when they cut him, he looked like he was ready just to go jump off the the Bill Isle Bridge. Man, I was so worried about him. So well, he probably that, figured it was his last chance. You know, yeah, I mean, but, you're going to run out of chances eventually. But I'll tell you one other thing: being on the practice squad isn't a bad. Life. I was going to say that right yeah. now. It's a nice little living on that. Practice practice squad these days. No, you can make a couple hundred grand a year, yeah. you know, and if, and if you take care of your business and, and a guy like Dan Skipper who's been around knows how important it is. You know, look, I think this is his fourth year here with the Lions in some in some capacity or other. So, you look, it's not what he wants. He wants he wants the, what he had on Sunday. That's what he wants for his career because he's, you know, he's that's there's a there's a pride in the uh, aspect in all of this, but not having that, it's not a bad life. Not a bad life. Well, let's get to the game. We we talked about the surrounding drama of the game, new offensive right. line, playing a team that had just won last week, you not being able to get that early season victory. And we talked about this yesterday, me and you, but tell them the last time the Lions were 500 again, Mike. It was week week eight, going into, week, going into week eight of the – 19 2000 the 20 the 2019 season remember when they went i think they played was it the raiders they played the raiders and staff that was the game staff got hurt that's right the lions were three three and one going into that game that was the last time they were at 500 and what year was that again 2019 and what year is it now 2022 they have not been let me repeat this for the back of the room back of the room they have not been at 500 in almost three years. Well, the last nine games of 2019. Okay, 16, we, we, don't, we, don't, we don't need to go with that. Come on, We don't need to go with that. We don't need to go with that. And the first two. The <laughs> don't, I don't want to recap of every loss, okay? Just just say they had not been 500 in a long time. Well, if they hadn't have blown that game last week, they would have been above 500. <laughs> well, that's I the, can't wait. That's, that's, the, that's the key for this week. <laughs> Dan but, Campbell, don't you know you could have been above 500? Well, our next podcast, hopefully, we'll be saying they've been fi- above 500. Right, we'll go no. back and find that out. Now, a couple of items. Michael Hare, hater of wide receivers. Hater of wide hater receivers. Hater of wide receivers. No, and I got the tape. We got the tape from last year's podcast. Was doubting Amon St. Brown. Wasn't sure. Was, yeah. Wasn't sure. Wasn't sure. Mike, the numbers he's putting up, 
they're elite numbers right now. I mean, he's got the record for most eight catch, I think, whatever number catch games in a row. And, I mean, right. he's doing things. And every week to me, he just looks a little more confident on the field, if you can be more confident than he was because he's always been a confident guy. But he's Heinz Ward, man. I mean, right now to me, he's playing better than Golden Tate did at that position. I, call, I, I count that as the same type guy, same position. He's, he's better than Golden Tate. Well, Golden Tate, look, let's see, he had four straight 90-catch seasons. He had 99 catches, made a Pro Bowl. Look, good we'll player. See. Good he's player. Really good but player. But I'm saying right it's now, he's this. playing better. I mean, he look, he made a couple of big plays with his legs yesterday, too. The, you know, that 49-yard run on the end of the round. Sure. Another one, I think, was 19 yards. And he had two touchdown catches, too. Look, this is, this is a ball player. It really is. With him and the other one, DeAndre Swift, the running back, this is the best one-two punch of go-to players. I'm writing about. I'm writing about this for tomorrow on DetroitLions.com. Go-to players, Ken Brown. They haven't had a combination like this since Barry Sanders and Herman Moore. I'm not saying they're that good yet. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying anybody's better than Barry, but they haven't had a combination that good since Barry and Herman. If you yeah. can think of one, let me know. Well, the one that could have been that didn't because of injury, Javid Best and, and Calvin could have been. Could have been. Right, but, but there was. I know. know what, they was, just didn't was, do could it. Could have been. Could have been. That's the only one I can think of during that Reggie time. Reggie Bush, close. Yeah, he was at the. Reggie was like almost. He was like the. He was like a candle at the end when you got him. He, he had a, he had a thousand and three yeah. yards his first year and something like three hundred. Right, yards. and if you remember the thousand, he had like a thousand after the first thirteen games. He like barely got the thousand. Remember, he was real close, and it took him like three games to get it. And he was he was at the end of the line when they got him. He no, was, I agree. But he was he was a playmaker for him. But he I really agree was. with this. This is the best young combination. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah, yeah since those, Barry those, and Herman. I agree with those that. Those were those were record setting players and, and, and great, great players. Right. I think to my in my opinion, Herman Moore is the most underappreciated good player in franchise history. I really believe that. Well, I nobody remembers nobody remembers Mercury when you're next to the sun and Barry was the sun, so you just got to get as much shine as you can. Nobody remembers oh what Mercury's God. doing. You know, they you know always what? think of the sun. There, 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 is no, <laughs> there is no depth to your lack. Of, <laughs> forget it. I don't even know the knowledge crazy. that I bring to this podcast is amazing. Okay, number two. Mercury, that's some kind of car, isn't it? Yeah, Mercury, yeah. Keep right, it hot like that. Um, Jeez. The only thing with DeAndre Swift, though, he's got to stay healthy, man. Even well, yesterday, he, five he carries. Uh, he's hurt after the first week. and I mean, because you need him on the field. But what about that catch he made? Comes back to get it, goes down, lunges, catches the ball, pops up, and beats everybody into the end zone for a touchdown. Yeah, but you know what's, what, a play. what was even more impressive of that was? That was a tip pass. So to, I didn't know. Yeah, didn't it was, know it was a tip pass. So he has to concentrate on catching it, going back to get it, because right. it wasn't a bad golf pass. It was tipped, and he caught a tip pass, fell down, then had the presence to get back up and make that move. That, the whole play right. was tremendous. The whole play was tremendous. By the way, we need to make say something about uh, Jared uh, Goff before this is over, because I. Little thing that I, I, I really believe on. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. We'll get to him. Let's Just talk remember, about some other Jared things. Jared Goff. Let's yeah, talk about some ahead. other things. Um, number two, um, DJ Chalk. I expected more out of him so far, even though he hasn't done anything really bad, but he hasn't done anything 
the way he was in camp, I thought I was really going to expect a big breakout year from him. Maybe he'll come. It's only been two games. And to me, Hawkinson's got to pick it up. Again, I'm for the second week in a row. Got to pick it up. These drops, I know they're not running the routes. Maybe, Mike, you said that he needs to run to get a lot of yards. But, damn, catch the ones that do get to you, will you? Well, I tell you what, he made a big catch over the middle that one. He, caught the yeah, ball he made one catch, but Mike, he's got more talent than one make one catch a week. And he, you can only catch what they throw to. Okay, you. he dropped two. He dropped two yesterday. I don't agree. I don't agree with those being drops. I really don't. Well, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, let me oh, hold on. Let me look in the dictionary. Ball hit hand. Ball drops from hand. Ball hits ground. It looks like drop here on my on dictionary, Mike. I, I don't agree with it. But go ahead. I'll I'll I'll, I'll pass on this. All right. Uh, I'm a Hawkinson fan. Now, let's turn to the defense. The children shall lead them. I'm going to tell you right now, after watching the game again last night, Malcolm Rodriguez and Hamilton – I'm sorry, and Hutchinson – I know Hamilton. I got, that's another story I'm about to tell you in a minute about Hamilton. But anyway, Hutchinson – Alexander Hamilton, no, please but report. Hutchinson and uh, Rodriguez, <laughs> the Bays will lead that defense. They're the best two players on that defense after two weeks. Well, I, let's – your Jeff Okuda is really playing good. He's ball, third. Okay? He's third. Yeah, he's he's third. Darn good ball. He's third. But the two. And, and by the way, folks out there, when they took him with the third pick overall, go look at who was drafted after him that year. Okay? Yeah, some guy that caught two six touchdowns yesterday. Oh, we don't talk about. Oh, we don't talk about that. Oh, we don't talk about that. Excluding quarterbacks because they weren't looking for a quarterback. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Come on, you know that. <laughs> Um, well, they should have been looking for a quarterback. That's a whole nother story. Why do you get me into these dragged out things? We just move away from the topic. Um, kudos was third best, but I'm gonna tell you and look at ba- Brian Baldinger has a Twitter thing out. Look at him. He's got he he went over a lot of plays between Hutchinson and Rodriguez uh, yesterday and was yeah. just fawning over these two. And I'm I'm telling you right now. If Hutchinson wouldn't have hurt, he got a thigh bruise or whatever he got. If he wouldn't have hurt his um. N- hurt his thigh for the second half, he'd have five sacks. Because you could tell he wasn't much, but he was close on about two or three more after that that he would have closed out if he was healthy. So even with the three – no, no, Mike, he was limping around. I understand that, but in the pass rush, there's a lot of credit. There really is. No, no, I'm just just putting the point out that as dominant a day as he had with three sacks, he would have had five if he wasn't hurt. And plus, if you notice, once he got hurt, the pressure kind of alleviated, even when he wasn't getting in. He was putting pressure, and Charles Harris was getting in, and the other guys were making plays. He's just like an energizer bunny out there. You just want him for his energy out there, and everybody feeds off of it. Well, and both of those players, you know, Rodriguez and and, and uh, Hutchinson, you saw the value of what it is of, of playing a National Football League regular season game. There's no way the two guys out of college – in their opening game, are ready for the speed of the National Football League. It just—it's it, impossible. It's impossible to to uh, create that, to simulate it. You can do all the drills you want to do. You can do all the preseason drills, all the combined practices, but you're not ready for the National Football League. And grown men, until you've played against them, and both of those players, I thought they did. Uh, uh, Rodriguez, in particular, in the opener, I thought he held his own. I don't think that Hutchinson did, but. They are now ready for the full speed. Of, it's the real thing. It's the real deal. Now they know how to cope with it. Well, doesn't mean it's a finished product. No, it's not a finished product. But there's one thing you can't teach, and I, this is the same with Chris Spielman that always said. 
linebacker instincts can't be taught. Jared Davis has more talent than Rodriguez, than Malcolm Rodriguez. But he doesn't have a hundredth of the instincts this kid has. You just knowing when to fill a hole, knowing who to hit, knowing where to go, knowing where. Rodriguez, I'm telling you, I was watching these plays just today. He would get in that hole. Remember we used to talk about we never saw linebackers fill holes last year, Mike, or the year before? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. fills the, he he goes to the right hole. If you you he may not make the tackle, he may not go, but he's not letting anybody through that gap. And that's what they've been missing. And to me, he makes Anzalone a better player. Anzalone was flying around. Well, I, I haven't seen Anzalone play like that last year. Well, here's the other here's another part of that, and I'm just to support what I was talking about before about National Football League speed. What happened on that walk-in touchdown last week by uh, Jalen Hurts? You know, Rodriguez bid on the play-action fake. <laughs> you know, he, he whammed somebody just the wrong. He whammed the wrong guy. Right. And right. Then, but you know, he wasn't the only one though. That was a walk-in. Uh, that was a walk-in touchdown. You didn't see that. Nobody walked in to get anything against the Lions yesterday, except for the start of the second half when they started to connect with some uh, some you know, really big plays from the quarterback. Uh, Carson Wentz and his receivers, they got back and they got into the game. Finally, it took, it took them, what, 35, 40 minutes sure. to get into the game. And, you know, like I said, another injury was a, a worry. I've got to get my names right. With a worry. A out. I mean, yep. Mike, they, they could have been easy pickings yesterday, but it wasn't. And Harris comes in and gets an interception on top of that. And dropped another one, I think. It was him that dropped one. Or, no, it was Mike Hughes dropped one. He dropped one right, right in his hands. But, they, you know, they, they just next man up, which is great right now. Now, when it gets down to crunch time, when you play these great teams, you're going to need your guys. But for right now, you're getting your learning experience in. You're getting a lot of playing time. And these guys, these young guys are picking it up. Now, I don't want to talk about the offense because the offense is scoring 35 a game. They haven't scored three games of 35 since 1952 or three or whatever, and they won, they won the title that year. We know all that. Offense right now, I'm going to let that go. We, we know it's good right now. We'll talk about Ben Johnson before we get out of here, but the offense is good. Where Now, the defense is equally as bad by the numbers, even though I thought they played good yesterday. Well, they made some key plays. They got yeah. some key stops. But where, what are they missing on defense to like, really go to shut down? Well, that's a good a good one. I think just I think they need another pass rusher. Obviously, everybody does though. Uh, are they getting the, the the dominant player in the, 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 the in the middle of the defense? Are they getting you know the tackle who just absolutely can't move? You know who, who can just be disruptive in the on the interior? I don't know really if they have that. You know, they've been pretty good stopping the run except for quarterback runs. That's that's even the only two times that Carson Wentz ran yesterday. He was able to gain, you know, pretty good yards. But I think it's going to have to develop as we go along. Like, look, when you don't have your starting, your best cornerback uh, or a warrior, it, it changes things. I, I think they, I think that was obvious in the second half of the of the game yesterday when they, when when Wentz finally started to started to connect with his guys and you know get some get some time to step up and throw the ball. It it, it really changes things. Yeah, I think they need. In this order. Now, it could be on the team or coming off the team or draft next year or somebody develop. They need a playmaking safety. And they I need the tackle next that, to yeah. McNeil. I think they need a – maybe – and both of those players are there. You know, another name I'm about to get the screw up again. 
Go ahead. Uh, what's the name of the tackle? Uh, <laughs> man, I'm tell you right now, these well, Nigerian who played, names. Who played Who's well on injury Boston? reserve that from Washington last year, the uh, second year oh, guy? Uh, Aaron, Levi. Uh, Levi Anzarike. Anzarike. Anzarike, Anzarike yeah. Levi he, is the, well, he is the tackle you're missing if he plays well, the way least, you projected him. Well, he's at least two weeks away from, from right. you know, being, being right. eligible to play. But I'm saying you need a spot there, if it's a veteran or not, and on the safety end, if Tracy Walker is going to be your, like your strong running guy, he's not going to be a, a playmaker like, you know, like uh, they used to have, then you got to go get one. And maybe that's a thing in the draft or, or somebody you can get. But I think they need a ball hawk out there at that other safety spot. The other guy right now, he's okay. Elliot, he's okay, but I just want to see. Deshaun Elliott, yeah, they yeah. got him from the. Uh... Yeah, but nothing special. I want to see something special. Then your defense becomes, like I said, you can also also always use another pass rusher, but you got a Warrior coming back, hopefully, sometime yeah, this year. hopefully he hurt his back in practice last week. I think he did it stretching. It's just the weirdest thing. No, and I'm sorry, not a Warrior. I get these names. Mike, I'm telling you right now, I'm going to have a Nigerian nightmare with all these names. Aquara, the other Aquara should be back sometime this year, hopefully. That's your pass rusher. Oh, you're talking about Julian and Romeo. Romeo, I'm talking about Romeo yeah. Aquara. Yeah, it was two years ago. He had double digits. Yeah, you know, he's a good player. Good player, and he'd be a good in rotation with those guys. I don't. I look. I don't. You don't even hear his name mentioned coming back from that Achilles. I so saw I'm a back. video of him when his mother brought some. Um, um, Nigerian or Jamaican food, Nigerian food in, and he was yeah. serving it up. He looked happy in there. I guess you could be happy too. But I, it looked like, he, you know, at least he wasn't on crutches or on a wheelchair. So maybe uh, it's not that long before he comes back. If he comes back this year and, and gets in that rotation, that'll help him out. Now, well, were you surprised yesterday that Austin Bryant was in that? I thought Austin Bryant was one of the better defensive ends in the preseason. But they played Julian Aquaria yesterday and put Austin Bryant as an actor. Well, I mean, they do things for a reason. They're not just guessing. I, you know, you can't say that I predicted it or anything. But when you get down to your, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh, whatever defensive lineman, you know, that's it's matchups. It's you know, it's very narrow margins on what separates players. And obviously, they saw they they see something in Julian Aquara that they don't see in Austin Bryant. Now, I don't know if there's some some sort of minor injury involved in that too. I have no idea, but. I'm sure we'll find out later today. Yeah, make sure somebody asks about that, man, because uh, yeah. Uh, well, look, we're talking about we're getting down to the bottom of the. Rotation. No, but he was uh, he was uh, he was in the rotation, Mike. You know, he was. Uh, I thought he was like the the swing defensive end during the end of camp, and I thought he he was really contributing. Matter, matter of fact, I thought he was the best defensive end in preseason. You know, he actually What's played. Hutchinson didn't play. Yeah. You know, so. I just like to see him in there. I think he was, he's an ascending player. He's young. I know you wanted to get uh, Julian Aquara back in there. And he made a sack, so I'm not going to sit there and argue. He made a play at the end. I don't know if they called it a sack, but I don't know. No, wanna, we didn't. Yeah, but I, he made that play at the end, so I don't want to call him not helping. But let's get some of these young guys in. You know, the Brockers of the world, man. I, you know, I, I'm already had enough. I'm, you, you can do what you want with those guys. Those are, you know, I want to well, see some. Well, they are doing what they want. They're starting them. Yeah, but, you know, last week he didn't have a stat. This week he did actually get a tackle, so I'm happy with that. But I haven't heard his name called out there. You know, I haven't heard of a big plays made in two games. I mean, I, well, it's a, good it's to be a locker room guy, but it's, 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 you got to put it on the field sometime. It's the Ken Brown conspiracy. That's why you don't hear his name. Oh, it's the Ken Brown conspiracy. <laughs> so... Any other thoughts from the game before we move on to some other things? Well, no, not really. I just I don't think there's, you know, I think, look, one thing we should mention is how good they are on special teams. 
this, this, this in the first first half, of, in the first quarter alone, Washington started the possessions three times inside its uh, inside its twenty yard line. I think twice at the sixteen and once at the three yard line. So they 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 do a really good job of covering. They do a good job of returning. They had what a fifty two yard return there by Khalif Raymond. I think it was on a on a on a uh, kickoff. That's a, it's you know, they've been good forever and they're still good. Yeah, that was on. I they're think well, that was well, the uh, they're well coached. That was the safety kickoff. So that really yeah, was a got, big play. Yeah, no, they've got uh, you know they've got guys who are motivated on special teams. It's just part of the DNA of the Detroit Lions. And like I said, they've been good forever and they're still good. Yeah, good kicker, good punter. Yeah, I tell you another thing I saw that I like yesterday. I saw Jameson Williams on that sideline in shorts, and he was involved in the game. And I saw a yep. video somebody put out of him the other day, and he's cut. He's he's looking fast and cutting. So he may maybe after that four games, he might be back before eight games. Maybe well, maybe I think he's back he closer those, to four than eight. I think there's some rules on how you can start practicing. I think they'll, they'll exhaust that first. Sure, and let him practice first, and then so you're probably looking at six, seven, eight weeks, maybe something like that. But I'll tell you what, when he gets in there, if he's what if he's what we've seen at, in college, then that's it's a whole new thing, really. Oh, can you I imagine mean, him and um, Amon St. Brown? Because that's going to open up more Amon St. Brown, because now your safety and your corner got to be worried about Williamson going over the top, and that's just going to clear that hole all inside out for Amon well, Rashad, just, I mean, Brown. Right. That's going to be I'm, – I'm not saying it's going to be a field day, but – Trust me, you can buy your tickets for that because that yeah. offense already is putting out thirty-five a game. Just it, wait. It, the only question to me on him, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying this in an alarmist way, is just how good his hands are, how good is he, you know, running routes and all that. So this, look, this is the National Football League. It's not college. No. We'll just see how when you're playing against grown men, it's a different game, and we'll see how he reacts to it now. Right. Alabama is sort of like the thirty-third team in the football yeah. league. But like, the practices are harder than the game. But like they said too, Mike, he doesn't need the ball but four or five times a game. It's not like you got to feed him ten targets. I mean, this kid is just being on the field changes the defense. You know, so well, we'll see. We'll yeah, see. We'll see. Remember uh, yeah, we'll the see. guy came from Auburn uh, that used to play for Atlanta, whatever. He was he was the fastest guy, whatever. He ran couldn't catch a brick. Remember uh, right. Wright? Wright was his name. I can't remember what his uh, first name was. First round wide receiver. Fast as heck, t- changing the defense, could catch a brick. Yeah, and was out the league. This kid can catch, man. This kid's good. No, he's got, he's got, he's got hands. He's All got right. the whole package from what we've seen. Now, number two things that happened yesterday, and I'm gonna talk about a few things that happened in the league yesterday. Uh, Trey Lance gets hurt. Yeah, too bad. Yeah, yeah his development's gone for the year. Uh, he got a few games, and he got preseason games and one and a half games in this year. But that's gonna hurt him. But the thing I'm talking about is. They got some Brock Purdy as their backup, some guy I never even heard of. You think they want a Nate Sudfield back now? Well, they're not going to get him. I know, but I'm just saying. What, what this is why yeah. I tell you how these backups are important. Everybody wants to play games. They should have kept him as the third guy to hang around because you never know when these things happen. You don't give up quarterbacks that are, you know, competent. I always say that, and I've always been talking about this backup quarterback. Now, Garoppolo's known for being hurt. He's coming off an injury. He's coming off shoulder he's also, surgery. He's also known for playing well, too. Yeah, but I'm just saying, he never finishes a season because he's always hurt. He's going to get hurt, and he's going to miss some games this year. Well, he finished last season. He was right hurt last season, too, though. Well, he, no, he was their quarterback right through the playoffs. Yeah, I know, but he was hurt during the year, too. He didn't play all 17 well, we games. Say we're talking about finishing the season. I, just uh, I didn't say just, that. I, I just, said he's going to miss some games this year. 
I'm just processing. I understand your distribution, it. Your speed. He's gonna you're miss some games this feet. year. And Brock Purdy, uh, from the Nutty Professor, Miss Purdy's son, is gonna have to go in. Oh please. Miss <laughs> Purdy's son's gonna have to go in, and they'll be wishing they kept um, Nate Sutfield. Well, I'll tell you, look. I'll, I'll tell you this, and then everybody else out there listening to us, get out one of those football guides and go through the National Football League and look at who the back, backup quarterbacks are. I'll bet you there are 15 to 20 of them that you never heard of. True, true. So that's, that's, that's the way it is. Okay. There aren't 32 great quarterbacks in the National Football League. Don't anybody out there delude yourself into thinking there are 32 great backups because there aren't. Not 32, but if you got one, you better hold on to them. Item number two, did you see the Miami-Baltimore game or hear about it where they were losing 35-14 in the – fourth quarter and right. Miami storms back to win. Shocking, but you know, from the, they've had they had trouble closing out games last year. They these are not the Ravens of old where they can absolutely stone you. You know, they've had they've, they've had issues closing out games and it got them again. Yes, now look you don't expect them to lose a twenty one point lead uh to anybody. Uh but that's and that was a home game too, but yep. Just listen to some of the people talking on, you know, some of the ex-coaches and so on talking on, on, uh, on TV this morning. They weren't sh- shocked that this could happen to the Ravens. Well, they're not, the, they're not the Ravens of old. Well, the secondary Just play was atrocious. The secondary right. play was on the last drive. The second, and you know what, Mike? You know what, Mike? Michael here from previous hey, podcast. I'm right here. Guess who wasn't playing in the secondary at the end of that game? Kyle Hamilton, somebody's pick who wanted to, who somebody on this podcast, not named Ken Brown, wanted to be the number two pick possibly. He wasn't even on the field. He's not even starting for Baltimore. Well, he played 40 snaps, 40 of 80 snaps in the opener. And then that that just shows you what they thought about those 40 snaps then because he was not even on the field. And that has to do with what? I don't know. What I just felt like I just felt like pulling your chain because what? I Let's I just felt like pulling your chain now. because I, I because I can do it. that. That's why I just felt like pulling your chain. Um, you know what? Making me miserable is your is your part time job, isn't it? All right. It's a recreational job. We got to wrap this up. We've been talking too long. Thank God. Well, let's talk about this before we go. It's the Vikings yeah. next week, and they'll be coming off a game against the Eagles tonight. Um, and this is Monday if you're listening to the podcast. Winnable game? Winnable game for both teams. Oh, you mean the Lions, the Lions and, the, and, the, and the Vikings? Yeah. Yeah, it's winnable. They beat them once last year. They got beat by them by two points on a 55-yard field goal on the last play of the game. Yeah, it's winnable. Yeah. I mean, they're six-point underdogs, uh, the, the first line out. Okay, that's six points there. If they played it in Detroit, it would be three. It's less than, it's less than a touchdown. Yeah, it's winnable. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, Akuda on Justin Jefferson. Well, you know what? Justin Jefferson probably is, too. <laughs> I'm about to say, Justin Jefferson. It's not a matter of how many yards he's going to get. It's how many yards can you keep him to is the question. Well, so, I want to see it. Hey, that's hey. you're drafted number three. You're playing with the big boys now. He go And I'm going to tell you right now, Okuda will not back down from him. No. Uh, I think You know what? I think that people have a different view of him now after two games. They've seen him play. He's a, yeah. he's a ball player. Still, yeah, uh, yeah I, I, like I said, you, everybody knows how I felt about taking him, and I, I didn't have anything against him. I just – cornerbacks to me at number three just don't work. When you Remember, when just go look at, look at what was drafted. I agree. Number. Besides the quarterbacks, the only other person that you could say would have been taken later was Tristan Wirth that went to Tampa to tackle. Right. And Justin Jefferson. 
Those yeah, were probably the, going back to the twentieth pick. Or I'm just saying, those were the, like the two best players after that. That right. uh, you know, so and you weren't looking for a wide receiver that year. And if you didn't take the quarterback, and you took, if you would have took Tristan worse, then that changed your team too. But I'm just saying, those were the only guys. The rest of them were just right. guys. So just right, guys, just guys. All right, Mike. That's it for this week. Uh, I love talking after a win. So we ain't have. We only did three of those last year. So uh, hopefully we'll have a bunch of them this year. Yeah, but I'll tell you what. That that, that tie too was a great one. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. So anyway, we'll talk next week after Minnesota comes in and getting ready for the juggernaut Seattle Seahawks, right? The Seattle Seahens, yes. A, another beatable home game. I'm telling you right now, yes, you're is. getting your money out of these home games this year because you got three three that you could have won, two you should have won. Well, and just one other thing, Kenny, before we go. I just want to make mention of one thing. I thought the crowd yesterday, 57,000, was bigger than expected and louder than louder than loud. I tell you, they were into it from the opening kickoff, stayed right to the end. Maybe some people took off took off with a couple of minutes to go. But really, a really, really cool home field environment there. It really is. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up. We'll see you next week on the KM Podcast. Later, Mike. All right, Ken Brown. And that's Ken Brown. Listen to Mike O'Hara uh, on WJR. Listen and what read him on DetroitLions.com and Ken Brown WJR. I'll talk to you later.